Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Randy, welcome back. It's nice to be back. We are back on the saddle. We should get some saddles in That'd here. Be good. Wouldn't that be fun? We could ask Rick Goodhart to build them for us. <laughs> he built the background, so. I Yeah, he did. I prefer a leather saddle, though. <laughs> Me too. One of those. Not wooden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if uh, we were really clean and sharp, we would say, like, this is season two of Beyond Sunday. Wow. Because we did, like, a year's worth. Wow. And then we just hit a dry spell for about a month, so. For various reasons, I was out of the country. You were, yeah, and we had surgeries and, and yeah, and COVID stuff and yeah, you, you know, different vacations. And yeah, with the travel restrictions, trip. you didn't have COVID, but at the time Michelle did, mm. and I couldn't test positive for it because we were flying out of the country. So mm, we kept our distance for a couple of weeks. We did, and now we're back. We are back. We're back yeah. and better than ever. I bet you're excited. Yeah, we got people frothing at the mouth, ready to roll. Um, so we have missed a few Sundays uh, worth of sermons. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember exactly. We kind of think we left off in the middle of Matthew 5, kind of mm-hmm. right before we got into these. Mm-hmm. You've heard it said examples mm-hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, so any any words from you as far as catching, not catching us up as yeah. far as, you know, a whole episode worth of where we've been, but you know, this section in particular where Jesus has these, is it six? You've heard it said mm-hmm, statements, mm-hmm. six of them. So if, do you want to frame that for us? Yeah. So I was thinking about anyone that's trying to make sense of all six of them and they run into the problem of, uh, wow, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put this into practice with a, with a specific incident. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to remind everyone that the, the type of preaching that Jesus is doing is using overstatement a lot. Yeah, you said that so, a couple times on Sunday. I did on this past Sunday. So at least we could start with something that if you were here on Sunday, you, you might remember hearing that. So the problem with that is, though, that a lot of people hear that. And so let's, let's say... Um, uh, so with all of these, um, statements like this, uh, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. That bothered the, the stuffing out of me Yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, should I be plucking my eye out? Right. Right. So. And anyone reading that you do have to, at least you have to stop for a moment and say, does, does he mean that? Yeah. And so the answer is first no, but then the answer is yes. So I think maybe the best way mm-hmm. to summarize this, this section of the Sermon on the Mount is to, is to remember that the, that the overstatement is a shock effect. It's supposed to shock me so that I come away from that. And I, and I think this one's easier too. So if you're, if you're familiar with that, uh, you know, if I if I'm struggling with um, a wrong way to look at someone, mm-hmm. if I move from a glance to a desiring, mm-hmm. 
well, if that's the case, then those, those sins are so severe, Jesus says, that you need to do everything possible to stop that sin from occurring. And the way he said it was, hey, if your eye's the problem, get rid of your eye. So he says it that way to help me understand how serious it is to work hard against such temptations, something like that. So as you move through this, this section, so much of what you're hearing is, is overstatement. And the tendency for someone like me is to, to read him and say, okay, if I'm going to put this into practice, then in every single situation. So for instance, the absoluteness of uh, the one we did uh, the other day. So uh, give to the one who begs from you. So if you happen to find yourself in a situation, for instance, if you, uh, if you live in a, in a place where you encounter mm-hmm. a beggar all the time, possibly the same one, yep. the question is, is this, is this what Jesus meant? Did he mean that every time you see a beggar, give them some money? Is that what he means? Does he mean, for instance, that you should be contributing to uh, something that's chronic, maybe something that's self-imposed. It's not mm-hmm. always that way, right? but it is sometimes that mm-hmm. way. And so yeah. I think the best that I said on Sunday was, when you see extreme language like this, uh, and, and that whole section was filled with that, um, do not resist the one who is evil every time, all the time. And so what we do is we develop questions like that. Mm-hmm. And the tendency for us is to say, well, this instruction doesn't make any sense, so therefore, what am I going to do with it? Right. And what I, what I want to say is, remember that the overstatement is designed to shock us into the reality of, okay, we are radically changed from the inside out, so we're a new kind of people. So we are a generous people. Yeah. Does that mean that you give all of your stuff away? Is that what that means? Do you give everything away? Mm-hmm. And then you yourself are poor. So it's, it's that kind of, uh, you know, uh, or it's like, for instance, don't resist the evil. So what if somebody comes into your, into your property and tries to harm your children? Yeah. Don't resist the evil. Right. Is, are you going to quote Jesus to yourself no. and just watch them hurt your children? No. And so, and, but, you know, it's one thing to say, if, if I said why, I would, I would want you to be able to reason as a Christian, I am still obeying Christ because Christ didn't mean for me to allow someone to do that kind of evil to my family yeah. or something like that. Now, uh, there, as you know, there's different, re- there's different ways to read this. What I'm asking us to all to do is let's get the stuff that we know for sure is what he meant. And that is, in this case, we are so radically changed in this paragraph from Sunday that we don't have the same instincts of self-preservation or concern about our own self, our own belongings. You know, if, if someone sues me and takes mm-hmm. my suit, I give them my overcoat as well because my, my clinging, uh, my, my possessions are no longer the most important thing. What's most important to me is the kingdom of God. Something yeah. like that. But okay. go ahead. That's enough yeah. of that. So generally speaking with these six, you have heard it said statements and you'll finish up the last one, I'm assuming on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you're yeah, saying Lord that willing. they're all overstatements. 
Many of them are. They're meant to shock. You have a shock value to them that grabs your attention and isn't meant to be another law in and of itself. Right. But is meant to kind of get like push, push you a little bit, shape your heart in a way that it maybe is adrift. Yeah. The, the, the shaping of the heart is, let's put it this way. Jesus is shaping your heart like this. He should be. He is. Not he should be. Well, he is. So let's start with, yes, he is. Now the should be comes in when we say you and I both know that there's times when we're not as merciful as we should be. Mm-hmm. There's times when you and I probably think too much about our own possessions and we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So we start with Jesus is shaping us this way, reshaping us. This is what faith in him does. He provides the desire and the capacity to put a text like this into practice. We also, every Sunday, assess the degree to which this is happening, mm-hmm. and we make adjustments as as we need to. Something along that those okay. lines. Yeah. So you touched on uh, one from a few weeks ago about you know if your eyes causing you to sin, pluck it out. Yeah. But um, this past Sunday, y- you're already kind of getting a couple of the questions that came in. So yeah. let's let's sit there for. Let, yeah. Just one other thing though that sure, you just mentioned, because you either picked it up from Sunday or you just you just know it. But remember that. What happens to us is if we try to figure out how to how to put these new laws into practice, we have to be careful that we're not being Pharisees again. Mm-hmm. So it's the spirit. And this is what most of my scholar friends end up something like this. And this has been for centuries. What we're after is we're after the spirit of the law. That's the way they would put it. The spirit of the, the letter of the law says, do this but the spirit of the law. And so it's not that that's, that's, I think that's still a helpful way to think it through. Mm -hmm. Jesus is after a certain type of heart or again, back up. Jesus is creating a certain kind of heart that's in us by faith and the spirit's working. So when we live our lives as a Christian, Christ's followers exemplify this new heart. Yes. And it's radically different from the world. Yes. So, okay. So So, no, that's great. So to kind of hone down or drill down into that a little bit, um, you would, I would paraphrase one of your main points on Sunday with the first one about Mm -hmm. taking oaths to, I would, you would have said this, be a person of simple and complete integrity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, now here's where the, like the, the legalist, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of, starts to come out in some people. And yeah. so does that preclude you from changing your mind? Or what if you forget about something, right. something, does that condemn you? You right. know, Hey, I'll be there to help you move on Saturday and, then, oh, and Saturday morning. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. totally forgot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So yeah. taken to the extreme, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you might have someone frustrated or struggling yep. with, yeah. Oh man, I I said I would be there and I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm a terrible person. They, or they are. <laughs> they are. Sure, they're sinners. But is that what <laughs> Jesus I, is getting at? Like, yeah. if you say you're going to be there, you better be there. Yeah. And if you're not, is so, that sinning to right. forget something? Yeah, go to the heart again. Go to the heart of the matter. If I asked you, if you were the one who did that, and you said, "Hey, uh, Jonathan, I'll be over." If I said to Jonathan, "I'll be over to help on Saturday morning," and I just totally forget. Yeah. My intent was not to lie to him. I, I I wanted to be true to my word. I that was a um, you know a lapse of memory 
more than anything. So what that requires, of course, is Jonathan, please forgive me. That's not what I wanted to do. I wasn't fully intending to go, you know, and then, you know, if you think that, uh, you know, if you think, well, I'm an idiot for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just human. Sure. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. You're and human. I prefer and to say humans make mistakes and, um, uh, that? there's a, there's a song that was that way, probably in your era, uh, <laughs> born to make mistakes. It was, I could sing it. Okay. Do you want to? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's not what Jesus is getting at here. No. Like your yes, be yes, and your no, be no. No. Um, there was no intent to deceive. No. And um, he's just saying, be a person of integrity. Yeah. Be a, person, be a man or yeah. a woman of your word. Yeah. You say you're going to do something, just do it. And generally mm -hmm. speaking, I, I would think the question I want to ask myself is, would people say that I'm a man of my word? You know, if I yep. say I'm going to do something, can they count on me? Yep. And um, if the answer is, yeah, I think people can count on me, then mm -hmm. I would say you're probably fulfilling what Jesus yeah. is getting at there. Yeah, I would say the same. Yeah. Um, you know, but if some, you know, if you say you're going to do something and you're someone who just maybe you stretch the truth a little bit um, or you, yeah. you yeah. know, you're regularly letting people down yeah. because of. Yeah. Maybe you're just irresponsible or whatever. Let's do then, the yeah. Let's do the exaggerated one mm -hmm. because I think we've all faced that temptation. If I exaggerate a story to make myself look better than I am, yeah. Now that's a, that's something that Jesus is working hard to get rid of. Mm -hmm. So you, you do want to analyze the motives, which we've tried to get to. Jesus is attacking the motives. Why would somebody take an oath? Well, because they want to make sure that everybody knows they're a truth teller. No, you don't need that. Just just be a man of your word type mm -hmm. of thing. But this, it's the same with uh, if I exaggerate the truth for my own self-image. Yeah, that's a, that's where Jesus is. He's teaching against that. Yeah. The so. fish I caught was this big. Yeah. The home to, run to I use, hit was yeah, to 400 use, feet. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. I can't hit a ball that and, far. But you know what I was thinking on Sunday? I, <laughs> no. I, as I was leaving church, I thought, you know, one of the ways that this sh is showing up in our society is talk to anybody about the way in which they build their resume. Okay. That's a yeah, great so person. Think about that like for a moment. You know, and I was, you know, I was thinking about some of our sharp guys and gals in the church. In this day and age, it apparently, uh, you, can, you can say certain things there's certain phrases that you want to use mm -hmm. and you can actually make yourself look really good on paper mm -hmm. maybe even better than your track record right so even as a christian i as i was leaving church i thought oh that would have been a fun thing just kind of the you know because you write that resume to give yourself the best possible opportunity to get a look and maybe an interview maybe yeah. a second interview but have you stretched the truth Right. And, so, and here's a here's a question in that vein. Um, is it culturally and socially acceptable to, let's say, you've been working somewhere for nine years and 11 months yep. to just say yep. 10 years? You know, you're rounding up to the nearest year, even though it hasn't quite been that much, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's where what's the intent of the heart? You know, I'm just. I'm not trying to get down into the nitty gritty of how many exact days I was mm -hmm. out of position, but roughly 10 years. Yeah. And right. I do what, what's my intent there? Yeah. And is the, even the person who's yeah. looking at it going to yeah. say, 
hey, you stretch the truth there. You're not a trustworthy person. Yeah, but how about you know some of the so if if you happen to be listening and you were a part of the some of the early early pastoral searches at this church, you have mm-hmm. a lot of stories to tell. Like one of the stories is when you you get a resume and the pastor says, oh yeah, my church has a hundred and something people, mm-hmm. and the pulpit uh, the pulpit committee. Is that what it would be called? The pulpit committee lands at that church unannounced mm-hmm. and there might be 20 or 30 people there. Yeah. What happened to that? You know, the yeah. resume said this, the reality said this. The mm-hmm. question though is, um, was there intent to deceive or did you happen to just land there on the day when everybody's on vacation? Yeah. So I have no idea how to judge that. I just said, I've just heard such stories. Right. Yeah. And so I think we want to, we want to take Jesus's words to heart obviously, um, but not take them to the extreme where if someone asks me, hey, can you help me move on Saturday morning? I'm not willing to commit because what if, well, I, what if, what if, and, if, what if and what if? So that's, I think the, yeah. there's probably, there's folks out there who would say, well, I, maybe, mm. or I'll try to be. And they won't just say, sure, yeah. I'll be there, yeah. um, barring yeah. something else coming up. Uh, or some unforeseen yeah. emergency or something like that. So that's to me would seem like you're taking it too far down that legalistic yeah. path where you just can't say yes or no to anything. Yeah. You're, everything's a maybe. Yeah. Or I'll try to be. Yep. Because I can't commit. Because if I commit, if I do it wrong, I'm, yeah. viola- I'm violating the. I'm violating the, Jesus' the law. words there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, okay. So let's get into the second one here, if mm-hmm. we can, real quick. Sure. Verses. 38 through 42 here mm-hmm. say what to do if someone kind of gets gets after you a little yeah. bit, the retaliation mm-hmm. section. So the question, um, or you, point three uh-huh. in your notes says, Christ followers don't retaliate. Um, so how do we, and you kind of already brought it up already, how do we differentiate between retaliation and defense? Yeah, so the best, the best that I could do on Sunday was to say, please remember that like the Proverbs, this teaching of Jesus requires wisdom for you to implement. Every situation is going to demand something different from you. Mm -hmm. You're going to reason it differently. You're going to evaluate it differently. And so that, that I still say is, you know, the difference between self-defense, which is right if we can say that, and I'm putting that in quotes if you're just listening, self-defense, which is right and, and um, God-honoring versus uh, another type of trying to save my honor or my dignity or something like this, which was certainly the slapping on the, being slapped on the right cheek, that terrible public insult. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to be humiliated like that? Am I willing to be humiliated like that because I don't have value in and of myself? My value is found in my relationship with God. Can I say that truthfully uh, in my heart because I'm being remade by Christ? Mm-hmm. So I think I, th- I think there's only one answer to that, and that is you need to be you need to have the wisdom of God in these scenarios so that you can tell the difference. Because the bottom line is what you're looking at is you're looking at a sermon that has no elaboration. Now, yeah. Think about this. Jesus mm-hmm. teaches this sermon now, and you're not the only one that's thinking, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? So it must be that Jesus is counting on the fact that you're going to walk with him. You're going to trust him. You're going to keep learning and growing. And through your lifetime, my guess is you're changing. 
And so even different seasons of life are just a time to experience your walk with God a little differently. Mm -hmm. So I would say that there's no other really, there's really no other answer. And and Mm -hmm. Jesus expects us to question these things. Yeah. I mean, I just finished a couple of books this past week thinking about next year's disciple making stuff. And I, you know, I, I read the one, reviewed the other over the last couple of weeks. And that was one of the big deals is do you have do you have a sense in which the Bible requires you to exercise wisdom in order to put it into practice? Because there are no specifics here other than the details of this first century, which mm-hmm. which is really not where we live anymore. Mm-hmm. We're a long ways removed from this. Yeah. And man, we like when things are black and white. It'd be we? easier. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It yeah. would be easier in a way. It yes. would be easier. In exactly. A way. Well yeah. put. Um, but then we would be, uh, then though we would be, uh, I, I think Jesus would still be trying to offset if everything was spelled out for us, then that would change our faith. And and I think he would, he would have to shock us another way or yeah. something like that. In other words, mm-hmm. we would fall into the same legalistic tendency. Yeah. A law for everything. And these three uh, examples that are given in the first part of that section yeah. there, yeah. they all seem to be uh, connected in, in a few ways, mm-hmm. like their their personal attacks. It's yep. not an attack against yep. my family or a group of individuals. Yep. So we're not talking about yep. you know defending someone who's yep. or defending your country. Yeah, it's defending. not it's not even mm-hmm. uh, it's not even public national. You're, no. That's a great point you're making. Um, and in Good. in a society that is so steeped in the you know um, honor and shame yep. kind of way of thinking back then, correct? Yep. Um, all of these would seem to be slaps in the personal face. Yeah. Um, you know, someone coming after you or shaming you yeah. in different ways. Yeah. And Jesus says here, yeah. uh, it's it's okay. Or someone coming up to you, you're working. Let's pretend you and I work for a living. Mm-hmm. You, you're working and, and a soldier comes up and says, Jonathan, I need you to carry the, Jonathan yeah. and Randall, I need you guys to carry the luggage for a mile. Uh-huh. Drop what you're doing. It's uh-huh. like, who are you to tell me to drop? But that's just the way it was. It was the way it was. Yeah. And what's and happening on the inside of us? It's like, yeah. wait a minute. This is our life. We're working. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, no, that's not what you do. Go yeah. two miles. My life, my time, yeah. et cetera. And two, I was just thinking about the, I mean, this is a, a Roman soldier who's requesting this. And the animosity between a Jewish man yeah. and a Roman soldier, again, it, I'm imagining walking through the streets carrying a Roman soldier's stuff. And just the yeah. the shame of that, like I, can't I don't want to be I'm doing, doing this. this. I don't want to be doing this, yeah. and everyone kind of watching you, you know, trudges stuff around. Yep. Um, but that's what Jesus is kind of getting after here. This maybe the some of the personal my sense of self. Yeah, this of self. radically uh, radically changed sense of self mm-hmm. and value and worth. Right. And I think the the wisdom, too, is balancing this, uh, being able to balance this sermon from Jesus and then also seeing how Jesus responds. Because one of the questions here is, well, how do you how do you hold that up? This sermon in Matthew five yeah. to Jesus in the temple, yep. cracking whips, flipping tables, yep. and rolling heads, essentially. Yep. And that's not a um, meek. Right. Meek was meek the word I was going to use. And, humble. Well, I'm just going to let it go and no, passive and no. um but that was in, in that temple example. That's not someone coming after Jesus. No. That happened at Calvary, right yeah, on the cross. Exactly. This is someone defaming and defiling what's mm. holy and to be, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
In that case, Jesus was defending the honor of God, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, the quick answer to that is Jesus can do that because yeah. he's Jesus. Yeah, he can. And I would say to a degree, we, we can and should too. There's yeah. certain, obviously, certain biblical standards and principles that we ought to hold yeah. in high value and regards as yeah. well. And we should probably be willing to fight for some of those things. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, a question like that just reminds me, again, the fun part of being a part of Calvary Bible Church, if you've been here for a while, is people know the scriptures fairly well. So if you're reading through the Bible, for instance, like the book of Acts, mm -hmm. there's lots of times where Paul and the others, they, they are not responding to the letter of the law that Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. Paul, for instance, has a hard time with one of the interrogations and uh, he gets slapped in the face and he responds harshly, mm. doesn't realize he's talking to a high priest. And I just read this section yesterday. I was mm. like, whoa, Paul, simmer down a little bit. Yeah. So so there's, you know, you're, you're reading the scriptures and yeah, there's times when the letter of even this new law mm -hmm. is, oh, wait a minute, that's not followed. Yeah. Good point. And so what I came away asking myself on Sunday is just kind of like a response type question is I should take an honest assessment of myself when I read passages like this. Mm -hmm. And so coming away from it, asking, am I a person of integrity? Uh, can people count on me yeah. if I say something um, for the first example? And then for the second one, Am I a counterpunch plus one person? Mm -hmm. Am I a person who's going to yeah. rear my aggression yeah. when someone comes after yeah. me personally? Yeah. Or am I someone who has uh, a humble, low view of myself yes. and is okay if people don't think highly of me or if they yeah. treat me badly? Yeah. Or how am I going to respond in those kind of situations? And you use the word humble, and I almost use that as the title, the okay. second part of that, you know, uh, he creates, he creates people of integrity and humble people because humility, I think, did capture a lot of the essence of that paragraph. It mm -hmm. does. Can, can we just do, remind everybody of one yeah. other thing too? Remember that the whole section is is peppered with judgment warnings. So re we're reading verse twenty all the time. So as you do your assessment, realize that Jesus says, "No, this is the type of people I do create." So. It must be a part of your character. It must be, it's not, it's not perfect yet. Although right. at the end of this chapter, we get to that, yeah. that famous verse on Sunday, this coming Sunday, Lord willing, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. No pressure there, right? <laughs> no. But the bottom line is remember that the warnings that he's given in verse 20 and then sprinkled throughout the rest of it just reminds us that these are not optional things. Christ does create this in all of us. Yeah. So they, yeah. they do need to be there. That's good. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead to this Sunday, we'll finish out that section. Yeah. Any, uh, teasers for us? Uh, well, just that whole thing. You know, the law has said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But now it's going to be love your enemy, too. And then at the very end of this, uh, it's that that great text of, you know, we need to be perfect people. And how can that be? How can mm -hmm. he demand that? Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the greatest gospel uh, presentations, even though it it's it's it looks like the uh, a law mm -hmm. section, it looks like the greatest law yeah. being perfect, but it's actually in my mind it's the greatest gospel presentation. How could he say that? Okay, so that'll suit well for Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. Good deal.
All right. Sounds good. Well, if this uh, episode raised any questions for you, please don't hesitate to reach back out. As always, through the sermons on Sundays, as the mind is turning, uh, shoot those questions to us, podcast at cbcmj.com. We'd love to field them here in this especially, format. Yeah, especially if, you can, if you're thinking through the week or on Sunday, I really want to put this into practice, but I'm struggling to do that because mm-hmm. that's really what we're trying to get at. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Send all the other theological questions. Send those to Austin. Yeah. Austin at cbcmj.com. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we'd love yeah. that. All right. You want a quick joke? No. They do. What's let the worst my, part about sitting in traffic? Let my yes be yes and my no be no. I think I said no. Worst What's the worst part, part about sitting in traffic? Getting run over. Oh. All right. There you go. Sick. Cue the outro music. All right. We'll see you guys next week with a special episode. We might be dressed similarly. <laughs> right, love you guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.